Oh, today is one of those days. It's just one of those days. I, not a stressful day, not, a, not, not too upset, just, you know, one of those days where you, where you sit back and you reflect, and I usually, usually on September 8th, sit back and reflect on the past year, on, on goals or on things that I've done, mostly things that I have, have, have taken action about. For, for the most part, uh, today, uh, September 8th is a day of reflection for me. But before we get to that, let's get the formalities out of the way. This is America's podcast. Spazzing out America's podcast is your podcast where we defend every everything that is near and dear to you, the American people, to me, because I feel like I represent every damn American in this country. Straight up, firstborn generation here in this country, trying to still live the American dream, have failed at the American dream a thousand times, but I continue to persist until I succeed. So I feel like the things that I go through you go through most things and that's why it's your podcast and that's why it's America's podcast please do me a favor if you're watching on Facebook uh share this friend me if you're watching on TikTok yeah I get every time with the TikTok man I'm not on TikTok anymore I gotta let it go I gotta move on from TikTok I'm having a tougher time moving on from TikTok than I am moving on from my father's death on Twitter if you're watching me on Twitter retweet this Follow me. Let people know we're here. And if you're on YouTube, subscribe, bro. I need your subscription. We need to get up to a 1,000 sub- subscribers on YouTube so that I can do the broadcast on my phone and not my computer anymore. It would be a lot easier for me to do it from one of the tablets than from the computer. As always, I need you to subscribe to the podcast. If you're listening and you don't like my podcast, I don't care. Subscribe anyways. Just just don't take the notifications or something, bro. I need to bump up the subscribers. I need your help. So do that. AnthonyPaziali.com is where you can find all the links to the podcast. Or just go to Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Google Podcasts. You name it, I'm on that podcast platform. Put in spazzing out, S-P-A-Z apostrophe N-O-U-T. Now I'm going to try to add... America's podcast to that title, so you could look it up that way, but that takes a little bit longer because I have to resubmit the podcast to every single platform as a little bit of a pain in the butt. Until we get to that, it's spazzing out, it's how you find me, but it is America's podcast. We got it, we, we, it, it's, I, I might change the whole damn name to America's podcast, but because I'm ego, egocentric and I, I really care about myself and love myself more than anybody. Uh, it's called spazzing out because that's who I am. Anthony Paziali, spaz or ant. And as you guys know in this program, never Tony. If you call me Tony, then you, that's how I know you don't know me. My friends will always, will always say that guy don't know you. Huh? I'm like, yeah, he called me Tony. Never Tony ever, ever, ever. All right. Some things I want to get to today. We have a douchebag alert. We have a DB alert. I want to cover. I, I want to cover hypocrisy in the NFL. We have sad, sad news that we have to cover today. The death of one of my favorite hamburger places. My wife, Kaylee, is going to be so upset when she hears the news that this place will not be opening again. It's one of our favorite places. It's I'm telling you, it's one of your favorite places. But its corporate company is shutting down, so I don't know if this burger place is going to reopen. We need to talk about that. There's a study in the news about the effects of Tylenol on people and what it does. Where are the protesters for the white 13-year-old boy that was shot by the police? 
Where are they? And Mulan. And bro, we got to talk about Cobra Kai. If you're not watching Cobra Kai, you should just stop watching the podcast. That's it. You have to watch Cobra Kai. We need to talk about Cobra it, it, It's phenomenal. If you're my age, if you're 40, you most certainly, most, yeah, it's Fuddruckers, yep. If, you, if you're 40, if you are my age, you most certainly grew up on Karate Kid 1, 2, and 3, and Karate Kid 4, where Hillary Swank doesn't even fucking exist, and the one with Jada Smith, or whatever his name is, doesn't exist. 1, 2, 3, 4, Cobra Kai on Netflix is must watch television. If you're a 40 plus year old man, you've got to watch it. You will relate to it. It's great. Before we get to all that, today, today is September 8th, which is the anniversary of my father's passing away. My dad, Stan, passed away eight years ago today. Every year around this time, I grow the mustache for, for the week or for a couple of days when my dad, just to, to you know, honor my father and, and remember my dad. He had the biggest stash. They call him the big stash. And people call him Big Stan. Obviously, I call him Dad. Um, and typically, I, I, I tell stories <clears throat> about how... <clears throat> sorry, man. The, the dust is killing me. Typically, is it the dust or is it my dad? Am I, I going to stop breaking up in tears? So typically, I, I tell Stan stories on this podcast because they're great American stories. They're stories about how my father taught his boys or taught me how to be a better man. And I like to share those with you guys. I do it a lot. But today, I'd like to get real quick, real, and then we can get into the stories. Instead of sharing stories of, of, of greatness, I'd like to share a moment of, of selfishness and utter assholeness. And maybe the DB alert should be sounded for me. And I've only shared this with a few people. I, I, my wife knows about this, and my brother Mike knows about it. Um, so what? Are, what they, I don't really have many regrets in my life. I don't. I don't like to regret things. I like to learn from things, and I like to move on. I don't like to look back and and look and, and try to get stuck in the past. I don't have a, as Kim Neely once said to me, it, 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 "Spaz, I don't have a rearview mirror," meaning. His life is going forward, and whatever happened is in the past, and he's moving on, and he's upwards, onwards, and better. He was a he's a hard nosed guy like that. So wasn't my father. So I don't really have a rearview mirror either. I don't like to live in the past. But there is one thing that always gets me and always bothers me when I, when I think about my dad, and I never really share it because I'm always talking about how great he is, and he was. But I pulled a scumbag move. And I think I'd feel better if I could talk about it and get it out. So I'll get it out and then we'll get on to some topics on, on today's day because it's all I've been thinking about today. Literally, since the second I woke up today, I've been thinking about this thought and it gets me every goddamn time, every year, right around this time. And it really pisses me off and I wish that I hadn't done it, but I did and I can't take it back and there's nothing I can do about it. So I try to learn from that mistake. I try to move on. I hope that my son doesn't do the same thing and I try to teach people that they shouldn't do the same thing. Many years ago, my brother Mike was wrestling for Hofstra University in, uh, where's Hofstra? Long Island. My brother Mike's a really good wrestler. Um, <clears throat> he's wrestling in the tournament to, uh, I don't know, the semis or the quarters. I don't know what the hell they, bro, I don't know. It's the tournament before the national finals. And me and my father, we flew to Maryland. It was happening at Maryland. So me and my dad, <clears throat> we, me and my, sorry, <clears throat> me and my dad, we flew to Maryland to watch my brother Mike wrestle. 
and we had got there and, and whatever, the, things didn't go so well for my brother Mike. No, no big deal. This isn't a conversation about Mike, so Mike, sorry. But, so he didn't make it to the next day, which is not normal for my brother. My, my brother was like, you know, he won like 130 matches and lost like 10 of them in college. So anyways, we went out there and me and my dad were going to stay for, for longer. It was like a three-day trip. But after my brother had lost, I selfishly was like, you know what, Dad? Let's get out of here. Let's leave. Let's leave Maryland. Let's go home. This is pointless. Uh, you know, we, we thought we were going to schedule our weekend around Mike. My father says to me, he says, you know what? Why don't we stay, me and my dad? And, and this is like, which, which is so fucked up of me because I really hardly ever had any alone time with my dad. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. I don't even think my dad wanted to hang out with me. Uh, shit, my dad never did anything with me, mostly because he was working. He always had to work, and I know that sucked for him. But this was my opportunity to get a, to get a couple of days with my dad. He wanted to go to Washington, D.C. And he said, hey, aunt, why don't we stay? We'll go do two days in D.C. We'll, we'll stay. I might even start crying because it really pisses me off. So he said, why don't we stay? We'll go to D.C., and my father had never been to D.C. I, I don't know if he ever went to D.C. ever again. I, and this man loves, loved, loves, loved America. That's all he ever talked about. He never, you'd ask him about, hey, why, did, why didn't you teach us how to speak Italian? He said, you're not, you're not Italian, you're American. He's like, your heritage is Italian, sure, but you're American. We came here to America for the American dream, for a better, I mean, my dad was hard-nosed Americana. He loved this country. And there was his opportunity to go to D.C. and see all the great things that is Washington, D.C., which D.C. is one of my favorite places. And, um, you know, I, I, cut it, I cut his nuts on it. I, I told him, I said, no. I was like, you know what, let's get out of here. Fuck D.C. I, I was like, we can go anytime. I told him that. I was like, we'll go anytime. We'll go to D.C. another time. There's plenty of time, Dad. We'll go to D.C. another time. Let's get out of here. This is stupid. I don't want to be here. And he wanted to go really bad, but I, I made him. I was like, nah, we're leaving. We're get I already booked the flight. We're leaving. We left that night. My dad never bitched, never said anything about it. My dad was just like, all right, fine, let's get out of here. So we got out of here. We left. We never go back to D.C. ever again. couple, you know, this is shit. Uh, I don't know. It's probably like 10 years before he died, right? We never go back to D.C. He, I don't think he ever went to D.C., not that I know of. And, you know, then when he's 58 years old, poof, you know, he dies of a heart attack in his driveway, which is fucking beyond terrible. But I, I always think about it. I'm always like, fuck, why, why didn't I take the man to D.C.? Why didn't I do it? Why did I selfishly, like, I'll tell you why. I, I wanted to go home because I wanted to party. That, that's the honest truth. I wanted to go home because I was fucking 20-something years old and I wanted to be hanging out. And I wanted to be partying. I wanted to get back. Let me get back to Lowell. Let me get back to the bench. So I could get back to the cat. Let me get back to the mitt. Let me get back to the shamrock. So that I can have a good time. This is lame. Something my kids always say to me. Like, nah, I don't want to do this. Whatever it is you're, you're doing with your kids. That you think is cool. And they don't want to do it. Well, that was me at that moment. Except I was like 25. And I'm like, fuck that. Let's get out of here. This is garbage. I want to get back. I got shots waiting for me in Lowell. It's terrible. It's one of those things, and I think about it a lot, and I try to let myself off the hook from it. There's not, honestly, there are way worse things in my life that I've done that I've let go and moved on from. Way worse things. I mean, come on, we talk about it all the time. I let this, I forgave this dude 
for uh, this black guy for putting a big ass cock on my head. So many things I did in my life. So I've done I've done shit that people shouldn't do. I don't. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's not that bad. But the saying that I, I'm not gonna out myself on this program. I just don't care. Things that I've done in my life, I really. The only other thing that bothers me like that is that I didn't join the military after 9-11. That's it. I think about that a lot. Two things. I thought I, I selfishly didn't join the military and I thought that I should have, but I didn't because I had, I, had, I had only been working at AF for about a year and I was like, this is my fucking dream job. So I didn't. Then I had that opportunity to spend time with my father. I, I, had, a, I had an opportunity. My dad was. All right, we just got cut off, so if you missed something there, you missed something there. I don't have the best of equipment yet. We'll get to it. Eventually, we'll have good equipment. So that's just one of those things that I I, I missed that. I wish I did it for him. I, I, that, that, I had the opportunity to, one, be with my dad. I, I had, the, I had the, the, the opportunity to go to D.C. and show him all the cool things in Washington that he want, might have wanted to see, and I took that from him. And he never, ever, ever got to do it for this country that he loves so much. And then I never got that opportunity to have that time with my father. I never really had one-on-one -on -one time with him. I, that would have been great to experience um, a couple of days in Washington, D.C. with just me and my dad. I would have got a really good chance to know him better um, than, than what I got to know him. And it, So the whole point of that, or, or the reason I'm sharing this with you guys is... Just to something I don't share with people because I'm I'm ashamed of it, and, and something that we do as as a society, all we do is share the things that are good about our lives, right? This is what what we have a habit of doing in the United States is showing everybody the good, you know, on on Instagram, on Twitter, on 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 Facebook, wh whatever it might be. All we show is the good. We're always smiling. We're always happy. We're never really showing the bad side. Of stuff, and I'm always talking about how great my dad was and my father was the best, and I did him wrong, and I never really talk about it, and it sucks. And I was thinking about it today, and I wish that I had. I wished, I wish, I wish, I wish I'd give anything, anything, if I could go back and do it, but I can't because you can't put sand back up in the hourglass, and I get it. Now I did have the opportunity to go to Washington D.C. with my son Narium, and I and I. I was pumped about it, you know. I was like, "Yeah, like ah, we're gonna go to D.C." Blah blah blah. Of course, my son wasn't into it, just like I wasn't into it at the time. My son wasn't into going to D.C. He, but at the, I mean, he was nine. He famously said while we were walking, going from monument to monument, and the monuments aren't really close together. And we were walking up to the George Washington Monument, and my father or my my son looks at me. He's like, "Dad, history makes my feet hurt," and I loved it. It, it, it made me feel good, it made me laugh, made me, you know, happy that I got to share that moment with my son at in D.C. And I, I can't wait to go back to D.C. hopefully someday with my son. But the, the truth of the matter is we don't know if you have that time, right? We don't know. I always thought that I'd, I'd be able to make it up to my dad and go back to D.C. <clears throat> and we didn't get to make it up. My father had passed away. And that's uh, one next thing and then we'll move on. My dad taught me. One, one of the biggest lessons of my life without saying a word. My, my father taught me one of the, the, the most important lessons I've ever learned in my entire life. And he didn't say a word. He did it's stone cold dead. And in the moment that I, that I, that I, that I, that I knew he was really dead and that he was gone, that moment hit me 
like like a ton of bricks, and it stuck with me ever since. It hit me like, boom. And I knew instantly that this was my father's last lesson. My dad's uh, last and most effective lesson that he ever taught me was that it's kind of a two-part, that there are only, there's only one day that you can do something. There are two days that you can't do shit. Yesterday, you can't do anything. Tomorrow, you can't do anything. Yesterday is buried and tomorrow is buried with yesterday because yesterday is gone and tomorrow may never happen. And if you're going to do something, you need to do it today. You need to do it now. You need to take action now. It was one of the biggest lessons I've ever learned in my entire life. And that's how I try to live my life. Now, I can't do it all the time. I do find myself being a lazy ass sometimes. But for the most part, if I want to do something, I do it because I think about my dad and I say, you know what? Shit, my dad ain't here. He, he, he doesn't get to do this. You have to do it. You have to take action. And I took his name, Stan, S-T-A-N, and I made it into a little mantra for myself, start taking action now stand and that's how that's what that's what motivates me that's what keeps me going that's like today when i didn't want to get on the peloton i didn't want to ride and i was like nah fuck it i'm riding stand start taking action now or when i get to work and i don't want to do something and i might not want to go out and hustle i'm like nah stand start taking action now and it's 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 my thing and i mostly keep it to myself I share it with people from time to time because sometimes I do get to speak in front of a lot of people, two, three hundred people, and I'll share my stand analogy with them. And maybe as the podcast grows and as I get, uh, uh, hopefully, uh, as the America's podcast gets bigger, I could share it with other people. So to pass that little little thing on to me, to, from me to you, <clears throat> when you're having moments with your dad and moments where they seem so easily that you could just take them for granted that you'll have more time. I want you to think of me, and I want you to think about the time that I, that, that I, that, that I, I want you to think about the time that, that I didn't go to D.C. with my dad, and I can't get it back. You, you, you can't get this shit back. You only get one shot. So, when you don't want to do something, and you don't want to spend time with dad, or, you, or mom, or, or your kids, or, you know, you think you could put something off, you say, fuck it, I could put it off. Right? You can't. Especially with your dad. You have to start taking action now. You need to act and you need to get shit done. Plain and simple. Alright, that's it. We're moving on. Dad, love you so much. We miss you. So sorry that you didn't get to uh, to meet Presley. You you know, loved her. I, you know what? My father never even met Kaylee. I wish I wish you had got to meet Kaylee. I think you'd really like her. She knows how to make bread. That's one of my dad's rules. <clears throat> when you brought a woman to the house... He'd always add, I would always prepare them. I'd say, hey, listen, my dad, you got to study up on how to make bread. Because if you don't know how to make bread, my father's going to be pissed. And it, and it ain't a matter of a sexist thing. I, I always be like, God, shit, dad, are you being sexist? I'm like, you're sexist? Um, and he's like, no. He goes, it's, bread is one of the easiest things to make. And she's a fucking moron if she doesn't know how to make it. He's like, I don't want her to make me bread. I just want to know if she's smart enough to know how to make bread. And I'm like, all right, all right. And he used to always do it. As opposed to my mom, Liz, where when I ever brought a girl home and my mom met him, my mom Liz would be hammered and she'd be like, Ah, what are you doing with Anthony? He's got a small penis. You know how many times my mother said to a girl that that I have a small dick? And then she'd be like, Oh, when he was eight years old, he was crying about how big it was or how small it was. So there's the flip side of the coin. Um, 
Shit, Dad. Uh, I love you. I miss you. I wish I had taken you to D.C. Now you guys have a little insight uh, that most people don't get. Um, I don't really like to share my the negative, the bad things that I've done in my life. And that was that's one of those things I wish I could get back. So hopefully that's a lesson from me to you. All right. Let's get on to more important topics. I don't know if there is a more important topic, right? <clears throat> Let's get on to other pressing issues. More devastating news that we have to talk about as we move on from the topic of Stan and we move in to the devastating news that's about to rock Massachusetts and burger fans everywhere. People everywhere <clears throat> are going to be upset. Every Everybody, I'm already pissed off about it. It's, it's one of my number one burger joints. It's one of it's one of my favorite places to get a burger and it may not be opening opening again. Apparently Fuddruckers parent company is closing. Apparently Fuddruckers is liquidating their assets. They're selling off everything. Bye-bye refrigerators, burger makers, whatever the hell they have. Fuddruckers looks like it's not going to be coming back. I like to go to the one on Route 1 in Saugus. There's also one like in North Andover and Andover. Um I don't know, there's probably one at the Moms. I don't know if those are independently owned and can stay open. I don't have the info on that. All I can tell you is there's a good chance that we're never going to get a Fuddruckers burgers, a burger again. And that just makes me sad. It is by far one of the best. And I don't know if you call Fuddruckers fast food or not. But it is by far one of the best burgers you can get in Massachusetts from a chain restaurant. Sure, there are better places to get burgers, right? You go to that place, ROF Sullivan's or something like that, <clears throat> you get your ass a mean-ass burger. But when it comes to quick burgers, Fuddruckers, bomb. You know what else is great about Fuddruckers? Is they had cold condiments. One of those things that I absolutely love. Cold pickles. Put some cold onions on your food. Cold ketchup. It was great. And the cheese sauce, bro? Fucking... Best cheese sauce, unfortunately, a lot of businesses, this is a sad time in the United States. We're losing a lot of great bars, a lot of great nightclubs, strip clubs, forget it. The Squire is going bye-byes. The Squire, the burgers over there are gone. You know, <laughs> you never get a burger. It's a different kind of burger, right? So Squire, gone. Fuddruckers, those burgers are out of here. Uh, you can still go get a burger at Five Guys. Which makes a pretty good burger. But I think I think it's such a sad day. On the very day that my father dies, the Fuddruckers fucking company has to die. Well, my dad didn't die today, but you know what I'm saying. So I just wanted to share that terrible, awful, disgusting news with you guys. That Fuddruckers will most likely not be opening up again. And you will never be able to go to Fat Fuckers again. And get yourself a delicious cheeseburger or bacon cheeseburger. And put the toppings on yourself. It's one, and, and their shakes were phenomenal. A phenomenal chocolate shake. Ah, terrible. All right, Tylenol. A new study shows that if you take you, there's a there's a there's a weird side effect that we don't know about Tylenol. And I take Tylenol from time to time. So, I, matter of fact, I took Tylenol today. I have a sore neck. I, I, to be honest with you, I'm getting old. I think I got, I think I had the sore, the, the sore neck from little, uh, bedroom, um, um, geez, if I say it, I'm going to get in trouble, but I, I think I, I pulled my neck muscle, um, with, with some extra activities in the, in the bedroom with my wife yesterday and I have, I, I can't recover from it 
it, it hurts so effing bad. I'm trying to say it in a nice way because I don't want her to get mad. But I, I just, I fucked up my neck. And, I, 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 dude, that's what happens when you're like 40, 41 years old. I'm already like a dead fish. So, now I, I decided to, you know, I've been working out. I got a Peloton and I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling good. And two seconds into feeling good, I'm like, oh, 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 my neck. So, I had to take some Tylenol, which which helped a little bit, but but apparently uh, a new study is out. When you take Tylenol, you are more apt to take risks. It's almost like they're saying Tylenol is like drugs now. There's something in Tylenol that that shuts off the the risk. Uh, uh, I don't know the risk synapse or the risk membrane or the or the thing that says, "Hey, this is a risk." You shouldn't do it. Well, apparently when you take Tylenol, that that gets turned off a little bit and you're more apt to to do more things that are risky, like maybe maybe gamble <clears throat> or uh, you know, maybe jump off. Of I don't know what you guys think is risky. Maybe buy stocks. I have no idea. So be careful. There's another reason to watch out. You, you thought that Tylenol was bad for your kidneys and it was bad for your for your for your liver, but it's also bad, bad for your dome because it, it alleviates your thought process. Uh, when it comes to taking risks. So chill on taking the Tylenol because you'll probably take risks that you don't want to take. Apparently more than 50% of people that take Tylenol make bad decisions while they're taking Tylenol. So I don't, I, I, they think it shuts off something in your brain. I don't know. That's a new study, but who knows? Tomorrow, a better a study will come out and say, oh, you should take Tylenol or you're going to die of a heart attack or, you know, don't eat eggs because they're bad for you. But I wanted to uh, pass that thing along. What else do we got? I watched Mulan. We watched Mulan. Uh, surprisingly, I'm I'm as cheap. If you didn't know this, I I am one of the cheapest people on the planet. I mean, I'm so cheap that my my neighbors buy me T-shirts because I won't buy T-shirts. I I'll wear a T-shirt until it's absolutely dead. They bought me this T-shirt. It's a five dollar T-shirt. I said I liked it so much. They bought me another one. I'll start wearing that soon enough. But I'm I'm really cheap. I don't like to spend money, and I'm one of those people. <clears throat> that adds up the cost of things for 10 years out. So if you tell me like, oh, I spend 10 bucks a week on something or 10 bucks a month on something, I'll, I'll say, oh, all right. Well, that's a hundred and, uh, <clears throat> you know, if it's, if, let's say it's 10 bucks a month. I'll be like, all right, well, that's $120 a month. I'm sorry, a year. And if you do that over 10 years, that's $1,200. That's to me. I'm like, that's a lot of money. You do that over 20 years. That's, that's uh 200 that's $2,400 that you could have used towards something. I mean, that's a mortgage payment, bro. Think about that. So I add all that stuff up. I'm like that. I'm I'm the guy that when I go food shopping, my wife hates food shopping with me because I'm I'm ballistic, bro. Like she'll pull out, she'll get Captain Crunch, and I'm like, nah, 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 nah. We ain't getting Captain Crunch. We're getting the the, the berries that crunch that come in the bag because they're three dollars cheaper. And I'm like, if you get this, if we buy a bag of this once a week, that's three dollars a week. That's twelve dollars a month. Boom, we're right back at a thousand. We're right back at a hundred something dollars a year over ten years of eating these things. We're a thousand dollars deep on Captain Crunch. Nope, I'm cheap, bro. That's and I'm always gonna be, and that's just how it is. And how the hell did I get on this? Stuff? All right, so Mulan. I have Disney Plus, which my daughter loves it, but I, I hate the fact that it costs me seven bucks a month. But it is what it is. My daughter loves it. Money, money, well, money, money, well spent. Next thing, um, Mulan is out, and you could get the early access to it for $30. I didn't want to buy it. I'm like, oh, get the hell out of here. I'm like, we can wait. 
my daughter wants to see it, and when Princess wants something, right? It's my princess. We, she's like, she's, you know what? My daughter Presley is like Nancy Pelosi around here. Princess Pelosi, Princess Presley wants her haircut. Well, she's getting her fucking haircut. If Princess Pelosi wants to see Mulan, she's gonna see Mulan. <clears throat> so we got Mulan, and it was great. If you haven't seen it, it was great. It's better than the cartoon. I just want to give that that review. I liked the cartoon, but I like the live action better. Now, <clears throat> for the most part, I don't. The new Lion King that's live action, I think it sucks. The original was better. The new Aladdin with Will Smith, it sucks. The original, way better. For, for the most part, I'm always about the original. Well, in this case, I like the live action Mulan better than I like the cartoon Mulan. Even though Eddie Murphy was in that shit, I like it better. I, I suggest you guys check it out. Next thing is, if you're not watching Cobra Kai, you have to. If you have Netflix and you're not watching Cobra Kai, you have got to watch it. It's fucking phenomenal. Especially if you're my age. If you are 40 plus, you grew up on Karate Kid. All three of them. We're not going to talk about the fourth one. I already said it. We're not going to talk about the one with Will Smith's kid. Karate Kid 1, 2, and 3. All great movies. Well, Daniel uh, Russo, LaRusso and uh, Johnny, whatever his last name is, they're back. They're older men. They're our age, right? They're in their 40s. I mean, maybe in real life they're older. And it's it, it picks up, a, you know, it picks up 25 years after Daniel wins. It kicks him in the face, and it's phenomenal. You have got to watch out. Can't, someone says they can't wait for season three. Now, I don't know if, if they pump, put out both season one and season two at the same time, or if they just put out season two. I have I have no idea. All I know is I just started watching and I'm and I've I've got through uh six of the first episodes. I'll watch the next four and I'm gonna get through the second season. I can't stop watching it. I'm stuck up at night uh, late at night last night watching it. I'm like, this is so damn good. It's bro, there's just I don't want to give anything away, but you know what? The 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 I'll, I'll give one thing away. The goddamn LaRusso uh billboard where they drew the big ass cock in his mouth for Bro, come on. Unbelievable. You have to check it out. You guys will really like it. It's called Cobra Kai. It's Karate Kid, except 25 years later. What's happened to these guys? You know, LaRusso's obviously successful. Uh, Johnny lives a shit life, but, you know, aspires to be better, but really can't be better. You guys will love it, man. Uh, I literally binge watch that. Someone, Ricky, just said they binge watch both seasons. It's It's great. Uh, you're the best around. Nothing's ever gonna leave you down. You're the best around. Love it. When I wrestled in high school, we used to say, we'd be like, a kid would be wrestling. We'd be like, put him in a body bag, Johnny. Johnny, put him in a body bag. No mercy. Ha, <laughs> Cobra Kai. All right, check that out. Someone just said, not a fan. How are you not a fan of it? It's so good. Well, I guess to each their own. All right, we got through that crap. Uh, I, I really want to talk about the NFL and, and Kareem, um, Kareem Hunt. Am I saying that right? Kareem Hunt. He was the running back for uh, Kansas City. And, he, and, and Kansas City cut his ass. He got suspended for eight games. And Kansas City cut him because he beat a chick. There's a video of him pushing, shoving, and, and kicking a lady. And then he's out of the league. And then the Browns take a chance back on him. And now the Browns have signed him 
to a two-year contract for like $13 million. And I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Years ago when I was younger, I was just a fucking dipshit when I was a kid. I don't know what I was thinking when I was younger. And, and I used to say stuff like, you know, this, oh, who cares? You know, who cares what he does as long as he plays football? Well, now I care. Like, why? I have a daughter. And I love my daughter. And if you beat, if you hit, if you kick my daughter, I, I'm going to fucking beat you up. I don't care if you're Kareem. I don't care if you're an NFL caliber quarterback or if you're an NFL ca- caliber running back. I don't care, bro. I'm going to kick your ass. I'm, that's my daughter. That's my baby. She means everything to me, bro. She gets anywhere in harm's way. So now I have a different outlook on things. I look at it and I'm like, man, what a douchebag I was to be like, oh, whatever, let the guy play football. No, nope, he shouldn't be playing football. And I think it's disgusting that the NFL is bothering me, and I have to talk about it. It, it. It's disgusting that the NFL would run, would try to run Drew Brees out of the league. They go to Drew Brees and they say, Drew Brees says, I think people should stand for the national anthem. Everybody gets pissed. Everyone gets bullshit. Oh, oh, how could you say that? Black Lives Matter. Oh, but yet a guy beats a chick and you give him $13 million and no one's protesting. No one's bitching. No one's saying, no, you don't give fucking women beaters contracts. But when you say, oh, it's okay. When you, when you, when you, when you say how you feel about America, when you say, I love America and I feel like we should stand for the anthem, they want to run your ass out of the league. But you beat a woman, you shove her, and you kick her, and you get caught on video, you get a second chance. You get to come back. You get to play ball. You get to make 13 mil. But if you say America is great, they don't want you playing in the league. If you say America is great, you're a scumbag. It drives me absolutely bonkers. I can't, the double, I hate, I hate, 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 hate double standards. I will fight with you up and down all day long on double standards. I can't stand them. They drive me nuts. And this is a double standard situation. Here, you have a situation where the NFL does nothing lately but talk about, oh, we're going to play the Black National Anthem. What the fuck is the Black National Anthem? We have one National Anthem here. It is the goddamn fucking... It's... it's, Star Spangled fucking banner. I say that, I couldn't even get that out. That's our fucking national anthem. It's mine, it's yours, it's the black guys, it's the white guys, it's the Chinese fucking guys. That's our anthem. But yet, you say that America is great, they get pissed. Oh, hey, hey, America's not cool around the NFL anymore. When, being American isn't cool anymore. But beating women is. Beating a chick up, you get beating a woman up, no one cares. I don't see... What about the woman? Where are you guys on that? Where Where are the NFL... LeBron from the NBA. Hey, Bron, Bron, where are you? Where are you? To, how come you're not talking out now? How come you're not bitching about this dude, Hunt, who is getting fucking money after getting kicked out of the league for beating up a chick? Yep, let's give him 13 mil. Oh, you beat up a chick? No big deal, bro. Can you carry a ball still? Can you run fast? Get on the field. No problem. Oh, oh wait, 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 wait. Wait a second, did you just say you like America? Did you just say that you love America? Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 absolutely. You need to apologize immediately or we're going to end your life. That's it. You. We're going to kick you out of the league. If you say that you love America, you're gone. If you hit a chick, yeah, don't worry about it, man. People forget about it. I, I, I don't. The second I saw this, that at the second Adam Schefter 
the, the second Adam Schefter fucking tweeted that this guy was getting a contract, all I could say was, wow, the NFL is such a double standard league, I can't stand it. And I love football. I'm, I'm going to watch football. It's going to piss me off, but I'm going to watch. I'm not going to watch the season opener. I'll wait till like the front because I ain't fucking watching for them to play the Black National Anthem. I don't, I, listen, I'm happy. I have to back up now because you guys are going to call me racist and I'm not. I don't care if you guys have a song that, 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 listen, you want a song that you think is your song? Great. Awesome. I'm not against that at all. What I'm against is people not understanding that we are all American and our national anthem is our national anthem. We have one and we have one fucking flag and we have one president. That's that's what America is. We have one dream. It's the American dream. We have one thing we all want to be is equal life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. That's it. If we're all going to come together, stop doing divisive shit like being like, oh, we got our own anthem that we want to play. Drives me nuts. But yet, yet, when a player beats a woman, beats your daughter, I want you guys to think about this. This is why I get so fucking pissed off about it. I want you guys to sit back and I want you to picture this. Your daughter got, got shoved and got kicked by this douchebag. She got shoved, kicked, punched, beat. Your daughter. Let's pretend it's your daughter. And then you got to turn around and you're watching the National Football League and the Browns come on and hit. There he is. His life's fine. But your daughter got her ass kicked in. Your daughter. You're cool with that? They're going to sit back and be like, oh, this is fucking great. I'm high fives. This is all phenomenal. Guy deserves another chance. Anybody hits my daughter. That's your last chance. There are no more chances. There are none. And I hope to God that my daughter isn't lying to me. Because I'm not one of the dads that's going to sit back and be like, Hey, honey, you know, you, I hope you're telling dad the truth. <laughs> my daughter's going to come home. She's going to have a shiner. Bro, I'm out. Phew! I'm going. They, you better call the fucking authorities. But you better call someone better call somebody before dad gets there. Because my daughter comes home with a shiner. Or my daughter comes home and she's bumped up. It's on. It's on. It ain't, bro, I'll beeline it. On. And it's disrespectful. It's a slap in the face of every American dad. Every American dad that has a daughter in this country should be offended by the National Football League and their ability, and their ability to say, it's okay for you to beat women. We're going to give you a $13 million contract. I'm pissed about it. I'm pissed. I think it's garbage. I don't think... I be, Listen, I do believe in second chances. So here, here's, here's my second chance for, for Mr. Hunt. Here's my second chance for Mr. Hunt and my second chance for the NFL. I'll put it like this. If for some reason we're all going to forget that you beat the shit out of a woman, that you kicked her, you fucking pussy, that you kicked... Bro, you kicked a woman. You kicked... Bro, you don't, you don't hit women. I got my ass knocked out by a chick. I didn't touch her. I didn't put a hand on her. It's called limp mode, bro. When a girl's hitting you, you just put your hands down by your side and you take the beating. You don't put your hands up and defend yourself because if you do, the chick's going to break a damn hand on your forearm and you're going to get in trouble. It's plain and simple. You get beat by a chick, you go, oh. You get hit. Hit in the face, all over the place, bro. Hands down by your side, take the damn beating. Or walk away, right? Someone says walk away. Walk away is, is, is that's another good one. When you're getting beat, walk away. 
That's a great one. I love that. You're getting beat by a chick. Walk away. But you don't hit her. You just don't. You don't. You do not. 99.99% of the time, you are going to be stronger than the woman. 99% of the time. The other time, bro, just run. Just like this guy said, walk away. Just run the hell out of there. You're a coward if you're hitting a woman. But let's just say we're going to forget about it. We've forgotten. We'll say, all right, Mr. Hunt, we forgive you for beating this chick, for kicking her, for shoving her. We're going to let you back in the league. This should be the stipulation. If you're going to play, half, if not more, of your money has to go to the, 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 the battered women's shelter fund. Whatever fund there is for women that get, the, you, you know, the women that are abused, the money should go to that. So here's the deal, buddy. We're going to pay you 13 mil. We won't take all your money, but we're going to take half of it. I'm going to take 7 million of that, and we're going to put it, and it's going to go to a charity to take care of women who were abused. And that's the only way you get back in, because then you'd be doing something good. Then we'd be all right. You're a scumbag, but you're doing something good. Hey, and hey, listen, 6 mil ain't too bad, bro. Six million ain't bad. You beat up a chick, you get to keep six million. The other seven million is gonna go over here. It's gonna make you make you feel a little pain. You're gonna feel you're gonna feel like you got kicked in the gut. And the seven mil is gonna go, and it's gonna go to a charity for women who have been battered. That would be the great thing to do. The NFL should step up and do something like that. They should say the owner of the Browns should step up and and honestly, I wonder if the owner of the Browns has a daughter. Honestly, I want. Do you have a daughter? Do you have a fucking daughter? You dick. So, if I were the owner of the Browns, this is what I'd say: Hey, buddy, you want to play ball? You could play for my team. You what? What's the contract? Contract's gonna be thirteen million over two years. Great. Here's the deal: half of that has to get donated to a battered women's shelter or some kind of organization that supports women that have been battered. Are we good with that? And then you can play ball. And then, great, we can bring awareness to, what's, to what happens to women uh, all across this country. And let me tell you something, bro. If you hit women, you're a scumbag. You're Honestly. Uh, right now, if you, if you listen to my podcast and you beat women, don't listen to my podcast anymore. Stop listening. D- please. And you know who you are. So if you're like listening, yeah, it's probably some dude in Kentucky that listens, all right? So, bro, you're out there. You got your wife beater on. You, you, your redneck ass and you're hitting women. Don't listen. This is, this is America's podcast. This isn't I beat up my wife's podcast. Never will be ever, ever in a million years. So if you beat your wife or you beat your chick, beat it. And you're, a, you're a fag. Oh, shit. I'm going to get in trouble for saying that. You're a pussy. You're a pussy. Straight up pussy. That one I can't. I'm going to get. That's, a, that's old school dad right there. Shit. You're a bitch. 100%. Do not hit women. Don't. Period. The NFL should be ashamed of themselves for giving this guy an opportunity to come back and not making him pay a higher penance. Half his money should go to a shelter. 100%. Alright, let's move on from that. That's... Uh, that's I, it's, it's kind of tough to move on from that. That's plain and simple. You're a coward. You're just like people that go after elderly people and go after children. You're a coward if you're going to hit a chick. I, and, and maybe I'm sexist to say that, right? Maybe people are like, oh, women can take a hit in the face. No, not in my eyes. Never, ever, 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 ever. As long as I'm alive, 
I'll never accept a dude hitting a chick ever. What else do we got? Uh, oh, man, we got a lot of crap. All right, why don't we do the DB alert? And because this is a huge problem, and then and then we'll move on. All right, let's. And, and then I think we'll end it. All right, we got a DB. Deep, what is a DB alert? It's a douchebag alert. Anytime there is a douchebag in the news, we out this person. We talk about their stupidity and their moronic actions, their douchebaggery on this program. Let's sound the alarm. We have a douchebag. DB alert. You are a douche. Douchebag. Alright, today's douchebag is a surfer. And today's douchebag is a chick. I usually don't rip on women, do I? Well, I guess unless you're Nancy Pelosi and then you get a, you get Princess Pelosi gets ripped up on this show all the time. Today's douchebag is from Spain, or maybe she is not from Spain, but she was surfing in Spain. And she is a douchebag, and you are a douchebag if you do the same thing. She has COVID-19, and she went to the beach knowing that she has COVID-19, and she was surfing and around other people knowingly being infected with COVID-19, knowingly, knowing, and, and, and she could easily spread it to anybody, but yet she still decided that she would go out in public and go catch some waves. She's been so distraught staying at home, she needed to get out and try to work the bug out of her system. So bad so that she had to put police officers' lives in danger because they had to arrest her. These poor dudes had to put on hazmat suits to bust her, but still, could you imagine being a police officer and you get the call that you got to go arrest somebody that has a disease, that has that, that has a, a, a virus that can easily spread to you just by breathing on you? And then if it got into your lungs, and I know not everybody dies from COVID, but if you're one of those unlucky people where it gets into your lungs and it slowly suffocates you, this is what, this is what COVID does to you. COVID suffocates you from the inside. It's a bad lung disease. It causes fluid in your lungs where, so you breathe in, right? And your, your ear goes down and, and, it, and it goes to the bottom of your lungs or whatever, to the, to the outer sides of your lungs. And that's how it gets transferred. Now, I know I'm not a doctor. I'm just, this is layman terms. And it gets pushed through the thin wall in your lungs, out into the blood vessels or, or into your arteries, whichever ones they are. I don't know the ones that send the blue things and then they come back red. I don't know if they go red, blue, whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, it suffocates you because it puts this liquid in, almost like l- l- pneumonia, and you die a slow and painful death. Imagine having to be a police officer, and you get the call, and it's like, hey, uh, we got a guy who's got COVID, and you need to arrest him because there are other people on the beach that might get it. And you're the cop, you're like, whoa, wait a second. Uh, what if I get it? I mean, this is like, uh, th- th- should <laughs> honestly, th- this is... You know, you can't even, def- they can't even defend themselves. There's, there, it's not like, oh, hey, we got a guy out there that's got a gun and you can pop your gun out and be like, put your gun down. You can't say, put your COVID down. You can't be out there and be like, put your COVID down. Put your COVID down. Get the, put the COVID down. You can't. They can't put the COVID down. You can't put it down. It's in you. What are they going to say? Don't breathe. Don't breathe. You're a moron, lady. So please, I, why do I have to be why why the hell in this world, in this country, do we have to have laws for idiots? 
Why do we have to have laws for idiots? If you are infected with this damn disease, if you have this God-forsaking virus, stay home. Stay home. Stay the hell home. Don't spread it to other people. Yes, I might not die from it, okay? Sure, I'll survive. But I might go around my kid's grandfather. And maybe I don't know I have it. He ain't making it, bro. He's not going to make it. Cut the crap. If you have it and you know you have it, stay home. It's simple. And I'm and I'm one of those people that that's like nobody like the masks. I'm like, dude, why why what the hell's the deal with the masks? I'm I'm walking up on Revere Beach and I'm passing Renzo's and there's all these people eating outside and I could duck duck goose them all. None of them have masks on, but you got to put your mask on to talk to the lady so you could sit down in one of the seats where anybody can blow by you without your mask on. Listen. Wear a mask, don't wear a mask, I don't care. Do what the hell you want. But if you know you got it, stay home. Don't be a dickhead. Stay home. If you have tested positive, stay home. This is why I think they all need to wear the scarlet letter. I've said this time and time again. They all need to wear a big-ass C. I want a big-ass shirt or a drawing on their face. Like, I want, that guy's got it. Get the hell back in your house. Everybody, I want to know in my neighborhood who has it so that if I see him outside, I'll be like, bro, get it. It's just they're like pedophiles, bro. They're like, I want to know where the pedophiles are and I want to know where the COVID-19 people are so I can stay away from them. I want to know where the hell you are so you stay the hell away from me. If you got the virus, stay home. Stay home. If you got AIDS, don't poke people with needles. It's the same thing. If you got some kind of deadly disease that could kill somebody else, Stay the fuck away. Back off. Don't go to the beach. Don't spread it. And don't put the police officers. Do not put the police officers in danger because you got to catch some waves. Oh, I got to get some waves. I got to get out there. I need to get some waves. I've been I've been in quarantine for too long. Uh, honestly, it should be a I, I, this is harsh. I I think it should be attempted murder. I think that if you have some kind of a disease or some kind of um, virus that will kill somebody else and you don't tell them about it or, you, you, or you're around them. Like, for example, I'll just you have HIV and you poke yourself with a needle and then you poke someone else, that's attempted murder in my eyes. Attempted murder. And if the guy gets AIDS and dies of AIDS, that's murder. Period. That's how I feel about it. If you have COVID-19 and you go around people and you know you have it, and you haven't told them, right? Like, listen, it's your decision after that, man. If someone's got COVID and you want to be around them, you're an idiot. But if they don't tell you, and they're hanging out with you, and they're <sighs> breathing all over you, and then you get COVID, tempted murder. That should be attempted murder. You didn't tell me. I want to see people. I, I honestly, it's bio-warfare. It's like passing out smallpox blankets to Native Americans. You knowingly are spreading a disease that could possibly kill somebody. Again, it's not going to kill me. I'll get it. I'll survive. But it will pass from me to someone that is one of those high-risk people and they will die. And when they do, your ass should be punished for it because you knew that you had it and you went out in public and you went around other people and you, you got these poor police officers had to arrest you. If one of these dudes gets it, murder. You should be tried for murder. Oh, that's un- Ugh. Just thinking about it. People are just stupid. What is wrong with you people? Take two seconds to think. Two friggin' seconds. 
All right, that's it. I'm done. But one of those podcasts, emotional, emotional, emotional day. Today's emotional day. It's the day that my father uh, passed away eight years ago. A lot of emotions going through, thinking about my dad, thinking about life, and thinking about uh, where I am since my father passed away, and some of the mistakes that I've made and learned from those mistakes. Um, you know, I've done so much over the past eight years uh, since my father has, has passed away, and anytime it gets to December eighth, I think about all those, all the things that I've done, and the mistakes that I've made, the mistakes that I've learned from, and the successes that I've had, but also. From success, you have failure. From failure, you have success. It's an up and down roller coaster. And it all kind of hits you at once on that day when you sit back and you're like, man, I can't believe I'm 41 years old and I can't believe my dad, you know, has been gone since 2012. It's it, it's crazy. It goes by so fast. And I, I, I really, I truly, I miss the man so much. And I, I think about him all the time, as you guys know. I share stand stories on this program all the time because my dad had great wisdom. My father was genius when it came to, to motivating me. And I'm telling you, this dude, I, I could run through a brick wall for my father because he would motivate me in ways that nobody else could motivate me. My father could set a fire under my ass that no one else could do. And he would say it with mere, merely two or three words. He, a man of, of very few words. Wouldn't say much. But I could I could run. I'm telling you, man, if he, if he could just say something like... Uh, here's like an example. He would just... Let's say I call him for advice. And I'd be like, hey, Dad, I got a problem with this. And he literally would just be like, you'll figure it out. Like, like, you know, like, like, and, and that to me, it might not have motivated you, but to me, that was like, yeah, you're right. I will fucking figure it out, man. Fuck you. And I, and I'd be more like, oh, you don't want to fucking help me? Fine. Fuck you. I'll fucking do it myself. I'll fucking prove your ass wrong. And then I'll call your ass up and be like, yeah, I did it. Click. I get fired up by it. Although there's one thing and we'll share one more thing and then we'll go. I always love this about my dad and, and it's a funny thing, but I use it in a different, in, in a different light. So my mom, when my parents were together, which, you know, they, they stopped being together by the time I was like 13 or something like that. But I, my mom used to cook and I'll ne- and my father would say it every damn night all the time, right? First thing is, my mom would say, oh, Stan, how, what do you think of dinner? My father would say something like, oh, it's all right. You know, nothing, never compliment. Oh, it's all right. But my mom would push for it. She'd be like, well, what do you think of it? My father would take like a bite and he'd look like, like deadpan, no emotion. The guy never showed emotion. You could never tell. That's one of the things my father always tell me, man. Never let anybody know what you're thinking. Never, never how you feel. This guy was the master at it. You couldn't tell if my father was happy, sad, pit. You just couldn't tell. He had, and he just looked right up at Liz and he just looked at my mom and he'd look at her and be like, if you're hungry, you'd eat shit. That he just said like that. He was like, Stan, how's your dinner? And my father looking to go, if you're hungry, you'd eat shit. And, 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 and like, just, I know it sounds like it's a dickhead thing, right? I need to say back, oh, that's a shithead thing to say uh, to your wife, right? But my dad's just, just the way he did it and the way it came off was almost comical, at least to me anyways. But as I got older, I used that in a different light. I used that in a completely different light and I always say it and I use it to motivate myself. If you're hungry, you'd eat shit. Anytime I'm 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 thinking about 
work or I'm thinking about if I want to work a little bit longer or if I want to do something a little bit longer. I go, are you hungry? Are you hungry enough to eat shit? Are you fucking hungry? So hungry right now. So, And by hunger, I mean, are you like, do you want it so bad that you would eat shit to get it? And that's just one of the, one of the many things that my father, that I think about when I'm doing my podcast, right? This podcast, guys, I've been doing this podcast since fucking February, since February, and I'm going to continue to do it. And the, the audience grows and it has gotten bigger. It's gotten a lot bigger, but it still needs to get even bigger. But I, st- I still need to get, we're getting like 500 downloads a day. I need to get like 3000 downloads a day before you even get anywhere near getting monetized. We're talking two or three more years of this shit, but I'm hungry. I'll eat shit. I literally, and I, and that motivates me just the small things. I'm like, yeah, this dude's right. If you are hungry, you will eat shit. So the next time you're doing something and you're passionate about something and you want to put that the hammer down, you want to put the wrench down or, or the book down or whatever the hell you're doing, I want you to just look at yourself and say, how hungry am I? How hungry am I? I'm so damn hungry I would eat shit. Because you're going to have to eat a lot of shit before you become successful. All right. This is America's Podcast. Thank you for listening.